Good morning. Welcome to Game Changers Devotion. We're glad you're on the call this morning, and uh, we're excited that you here, uh, are here because we don't think anybody shows up on the call by accident. And uh, we want to remind you that if you have someone you think would be interested in this call, you can uh, just forward that reminder text that you received to them, or you can um, send me uh, a number that you would like to have uh, added to our text list. And uh, you can do that by sending me a text to 318-613-4410. And uh, once again, my number is 318-613-4410. Uh, this morning, Jacob James is going to be leading our devotional, and I'll turn it over to Jacob now. Thanks, Michael. Man, I wanted to share something with you guys um, that happened to me, gosh, not even 15, 20 minutes ago. And uh, and sometimes just beautiful things happen in the course of your day, and man, it just made me smile. And so I figure if I'm smiling about it, then, well, I'll just pass it on to you guys, and maybe you can smile about it. But uh, I have a six-year-old boy. His name is Jake, and I was getting him dressed for school this morning. And he looks at me and says, Daddy, can we pray for one of my friends in my class? And, uh, man, it's just one of those moments that just, man, as a father, I'm so proud. Because, man, my kid wants to pray for people, and he believes it makes a difference. And, uh, man, I want him, he and I to always do that. Man, right before he goes to school, when I'm getting him dressed, who do you want to pray for today? Because we worship a big guy, and he makes a big difference. And I'm just thankful for that moment and uh, cherishing little small moments of each and every day and the impact that it makes on us. So I just want to share that with you guys. Uh, but what I was talking about, or what I want to talk about to you this morning, is um, something I learned a lot about in 2019. And uh, this concept of uh, how we think determines how we act, and what we say. The thoughts that we put in our mind, they determine the way we act and what we say. And I had a friend of mine, he shared a story of a time he and his wife moved to Houston, Texas. And uh, it was for their first, quote, real job right out of college. And uh, at the time, they were moving into an apartment complex. And the next-door neighbor was moving in, too, on the very same day. And this couple, same age as them, they happened to be from Michigan. And he said, I'll never forget what a different view we had of Houston, Texas. He said, all this couple talked about was Houston's traffic, which was terrible, and Houston's heat, which was terrible, and Houston's humidity, which was terrible. And he said, we always tried to remind them of all the good things that Houston has to offer. And my friend said, man, the Tex-Mex in Houston is so amazing. And they have all kinds of different restaurants. And they have professional sports teams. He said, man, I saw my first NBA game in Houston. And he said, man, they have a world-class rodeo and museums and all kinds of things to do in the city. But no matter what we said, they couldn't stop focusing on all the bad things in Houston. And as a result, they hated Houston. And he says it wasn't soon after that they left to go back to Michigan. And it's this thing called unintentional blindness. 
And what that means is that that you put in your head is what you think is what you're going to begin to see. Whatever thoughts you're putting in your mind, you will begin to see that. And the easiest way to describe this, the easiest way to understand this, the way it was explained to me, is the day after you bought your last new car, the day after you brought it home, you begin seeing that car everywhere. And I'm telling you, I can, I can attest to that because this summer we bought a new car in a little bitty small town of Millbrook, Alabama. I found out there's a hundred other cars just like ours, same color, same model. So if what we think changes how we feel, how we act, what pours out of our heart, then what exactly should we be putting in our heart? What should we be putting in our minds? I mean, should we be putting instructions from the world, our culture, our society? Should we put that in our minds? I mean, if you did that in 2020, here's what you got. Nonstop assault of fear, anxiety, worry, doom, gloom, everything is terrible, which is really far from the truth. It's like looking at the losing team's scoreboard and not taking your focus off it. If you watch the national championship game in college football and you only focus on Ohio State and you never knew Alabama scored, ever, ever, and you say, wow, what a great team Ohio State is. But I never saw the winning team. Never focus on the victory report. Now, what's it going to be for 2021? Are we going to go back to the same old lie? The number one go-to lie for the world. Here it is, if you want to know. I always have to have more. More. I mean, you've got to have this thing, this one thing. You've got to have it in order to be happy. Maybe it's a promotion. Got to have that promotion or else I'm not going to be happy. And I need more money, a bigger house, fancier car, and a prettier and younger spouse. Because mine's used up. And I need more and more stuff. And then finally, I will be happy. And the world's going to sell that to you every year. They have to mix it into their gloom and doom. And you put that in your head every day, day after day, just like Eve in the Garden of Eden, and you'll be consumed with your own thirst. Me, 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 I, 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 and by golly, I deserve it. But what does God say? Because God would never, ever want you to put thoughts in your head that would hurt you. God desires to know you. God wants you to know his thoughts. Because if you know his thoughts, you feel his heart. And if you feel God's heart, you'll begin to act and see things from God's perspective. And what comes out of your mouth and what comes out of your actions will reveal the very character of God in your daily life. And now you're no longer captive to the lies. You're no longer captive to false truth or even your circumstances because you'll see right past them. The Apostle Paul was one of the greatest apostles of all time. And he wrote much of the New Testament. He said, fix your thoughts on what is true. What's true? 
and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's Philippians 4.8. And in verse 9, he says, and then do this over and over and over again. And then in Romans 12, too, it says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing, here it comes, the way you think. And then Paul goes on to say, if you do this, then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I heard a report this week from the Journal of American Medicine, a study that says 70% of the people in the United States of America report being more unhappy now than at any other time in their life. And it went on to say the second diagnosis in 2020 was depression and suicide rates are at an all-time high. And I experienced that, those very type thoughts. I experienced some of those type thoughts this week, just this week, where Satan said, Jacob, James, you are not good enough. You're not worthy of God's love. And all you do is fail. You're a failure and you're a disgrace. But you see, God's word is the most beautiful thing in my life. And his words are planted in my heart. And I knew the devil's lie. And I knew he wanted to keep me in self-pity. Because if he could keep me there, he knew I would give up. And I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. Because I wouldn't think I'm good enough to talk to you. But you see, I know that I'm saved by God's amazing grace. And I know it's not dependent on what I do or how I perform for Jesus but it's dependent on what Jesus did for me. And I'll remind Satan of that every time. Sadly, I knew someone last week who didn't know that very truth. At 41 years old, it's hard to say this, 41 years old, a graduate of Auburn University, a veterinarian, successful person, a husband, a father, took his own life because he believed something other than God's very own truth. And here's what he missed. For I'm compassionate and gracious, I'm slow to anger, I'm abounding in love. I will not accuse you. Nor I harbor anger forever. I'm not treat you as your sins deserve, or repay you according to your failures. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is my love for you who fear me. As far as the east is from the west, is how far I've removed your transgressions through the blood of my son, my very own son. Jesus Christ. If only Zeb knew God's truth. There's a dying world out there that is desperate for God's love. 
what you think about this week, what you put in your mind today, it matters. Will you pray with me? Father God, I just thank you for the people right here on this call because God, you love them. You love them so much that you sent your son Jesus for them. And it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter. Jesus took care of that. So whether you fail today or you're the greatest successful ever today, you're loved. And you should always know that. And there are other people that need to know that. God, just strengthen us this week to put the things in our mind to help us reveal your character to other people. We pray these things in your name. Amen.